Right now, a future president could be running as a local candidate on your ballot. This person is vying to represent you, your family, and your community. Do you know what they are and what they stand for? Vote411.org is your tool for accurate and unbiased, up-to-the-minute election information on the candidates running in local races. Just enter your address to get started. Your vote is your power, the power to decide who represents you in 2022 and beyond. Get online, get the facts, and make your voice heard on election day. Let's start it from the top, all right? So just to let you know, uh, we got many people listening who don't vote, don't engage, or about to uh, be registering to vote for the first time. So I like to treat this initial interview with each candidate uh, as if we're talking to people you've never met in the community. Uh, so sure. first of all, uh, I'd like you to let everybody know uh, who you are, what your name is, where you stay, and what you're running for. Well, my name is Matthias Kush. I for Hawaii County Council District 2, which is essentially the north of Hilo. Um, it really is the heart of Hilo, downtown, Kaumana, Waikia, um, it, uh, all the parks area. And um, so I lived here a long time. And uh, I've been a large part of this community, involved in the schools and um, building bike paths called mixed-use trails here in Hilo. And I just retired from 25 years in the fire department. So kind of taking all that uh, background and experience and community involvement and kind of elevating it by stepping into county council. It's like the next progression. Righteous, righteous. All right. So, well, then, in transferring all of that Mana'o and contribution to the community, uh, what is the thing that stands out most to you at this time that the community needs from your point of view? Well, um, 
you know, I've talked to a lot of constituents and, you know, these kind of decisions don't come lightly. And I work downtown uh, at Central Fire Station, which is one of the busiest stations in the state. And um, I was there for 10 years. And downtown has kind of suffered uh, on a couple angles. One, um, the homeless crisis in America really is front and center. And it really has a big downtown. A lot of people are afraid to go downtown because of the homeless situation. Um, and so that has an impact on our economy, our merchants, jobs. And um, so I hope to have an impact. And there's some, some great programs out there that we've already done here in Hawaii County, but for funding reasons or lack of will have kind of withered on the vine or have stopped altogether. Um, so there's that one side is addressing the homeless issue with dignity and compassion. Um, working with those folks for 10 years, really, like I know a lot of the homeless people's names. I even know some of the, what we call our frequent flyers, their birthdays. <laughs> so uh, I know those people and I want to address that. The other side of the equation for downtown is making it, uh, government has a really pivotal role in making downtown attractive for merchants and more importantly for our residents and visitors alike to come and visit. And um, I was involved in the downtown Hilo multimodal program project from 2015 to 2018. And there's a really good plan that's just sitting on a shelf uh, at Hawaii County. And I really would like to bring that um, to fruition, it's, uh, you know, you know, when you go to a park and it, you feel good, you, there's playgrounds, your kids are playing, or in my case, there's pathways, people are rollerblading and stuff. That's an engineered environment. And we can do the same for our downtown. Slow traffic down, make it more pedestrian, pedestrian and bike friendly, um, better lighting, outdoor seating, you know, all these things. I'm sure if you've traveled, you've been to places that have successfully captured that essence. Absolutely. You know, uh, a same. lot of uh, Los Angeles has been slowly converted over the past decade to make it easier for mass transit and pedestrian uh, traffic. You know, I mean, we see a lot of communities like this on the more rural islands uh, that have higher higher influx of tourism because they, they have cleaner and safer or cheaper spots to go. I mean, Kihei is pretty much a walking street you know so like i mean yeah. it's not that hard to engineer that in other places and and i really think that in hawaii it, an opportunity for that's easier to pass as compared to on the mainland because we're more open to the idea of mass transit and group travel just because of having to holo everywhere yeah and and honestly we did it before you know um somewhere along the line we made our downtowns, you know, speedways and built malls away from our downtowns. And essentially malls get you out of your car and walk past shops. And that's what downtowns were for a hundred years, you know. And Hilo's downtown is extremely historical and plays a big role, uh, has played a big role in Hawaii's history. And, um, we need to celebrate that, and and so I, that's 
that's really my chief um, goal in joining the council. Um, I, my second priority really is an area that I have been doing myself for a long time, for 22 years now. Hello? Hello? I think we lost you. I think we lost you. I'm going to keep recording. Hello? Are you still there? I am. Can you hear me? There we go. I lost you at 22 years. So if you could scale back to that point, I can snip the audio forward from there. Whenever you want to start back up. Yeah, so for the last 22 years, I have been building uh, affordable rentals and uh, rehabbing homes, building homes. So, and that's really my jam. Uh, I have a company, Smart Growth LLC, and we make good homes for good people. And um, I've really focused on the affordable rental zone. And that's an area that there is a lot of things that the government is doing right now that inhibits that. And we need to incentivize it. I mean, everybody talks about affordable homes in Hawaii. Every politician, that's the top of their list. But I've been doing it. I've been doing it. I've been putting in my own personal capital up and risk time and time and time again. And uh, I really understand that issue. And I know where some of the pinch points are that we can relieve um, some stressors to that from the from the government side of things, of course. So those, those two issues are my top two. The next are infrastructure and kind of uh, government transparency. And I don't know if you want me to get into it or not. I can't. Uh, actually, uh, transparency is a huge thing that's uh, on not only our our listeners' minds, but I mean a lot of the crowds that we're dipping into to start conversations in and expanding into. Um, that's like one of the biggest conversations. I mean, it finally hit as a conversation six years ago on the mainland, but as we know, things kind of slide slowly and phase over to Hawaii as far as like sure. politics, information, and news and stuff like that. So Hawaii is just finally getting hip to the fact that it, we don't need like 1980s cronyism in politics anymore because like mm-hmm. i'm totally cool with like the mm, should i say more egalitarian aspects of the good old boy system but when mm-hmm. the good old boys start playing good then crony politics occurs you know bro i do i do exactly you know um a lot of people ask me why i am like my friends are like, why are you running? Because I've been fortunate in life to, you know, I, I'm a prejudice saver. I my background's in finance. And so I'm, I'm doing okay in life. And um, I definitely don't need a job right now. But I really feel passionate a lot of, about a lot of these ideas. And government transparency, I feel like there in Hawaii County, at the county level, there's a lot of steps we can take that are pretty easy to um, make government more accessible, uh, easier to understand, and interact with. And um, a lot of that surrounds our, our kind of right now uh, under capacity of IT, uh, information technology. Amen. A lot. Yeah, yeah. You, you probably, um, you are at the apex, and you're probably ahead of me on that field. But you know, it 
a lot of things in Hawaii County, you've got to go in person or, you know, go down to an office to read the instructions on what to do. And, you know, all these things, I mean, that means you're taking a drive across town and burning gas. It's six bucks a gallon and, you know, climate change. There's all these things that are completely unnecessary. And, um, so that's one side of that transparency equation is just being more user friendly online options, recurring billing options, all these really basic things that, you know, you can do with any number of entities, but the government, uh, Hawaii County really needs to step that up. Um, and that's one of our, fo I'm on this cost of government commission and that's one of our focuses is to try and make billing and such more, more, uh, easier to understand, easier to set up and, um, easier for like revolving, um, charges. So, and that, that all takes time out of your day. If you've got to write a check, drive down to pot, you know, give it to the County person, they write your receipt, all of that stuff. So, that's one side of it. The other side of it is making government easier to understand. And a lot of our government functions, you can't find the information. And again, this, this is, uh, ties into IT because that's really how we gather information nowadays. Um, and even the people, the clerks and stuff, if you go down to planning, they often can't find stuff because of IT issues. So, that's a big part of it. Um, government should be understandable for, you know, the layman. You shouldn't have to hire a consultant to sort out your issue. You know, our, our yeah, can I stop you right quick. there? I, I actually yeah. find that to be a huge issue on every Island. Uh, you know, when, my grandfather and his family, you know, we all, we moved out because, you know, all, all the displacement. And then me as a returning Kanaka trying to, to come back in, the one weird detachment that I noticed from the mainland is how much our local and state government is, and well, and just a lot of our infrastructure systems are consultant dependent. Now, I'm cool with private corporations and private people is trying to contribute to their community. But I've noticed that there's a huge amount of carpetbagger consultants coming from as far away as the East coast or even other countries. And our dollar is going back to those places because that's where their headquarters are. And then that's taking from our economy. And then we also don't have any healthy competition for the youth coming out of college because any of these kids that are getting like certificates from like Facebook and Instagram or learning how to become media content creators, none of them are getting optioned because you've got large corporations that can come in, send three guys on vacation and give you a product muled by people who live in a cheaper economy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, it's, it's really a challenge. And, um, the other part of, of that, what you're, you know, kind of describing is that it's an income inequality issue. You know, you, if, if you're a homeowner and you're just making it, which, you know, I'm sure you've heard of Alice and, um, you have an issue like with permitting or 
planning or who knows what, um, you don't have the means to spend five or ten or twenty thousand um, dollars to hire a consultant to walk you through the the pro- you know to correct the problem. Mm-hmm. That kind of that kind of stuff really strikes me as like it's all there. Why can't the building division express to you like here's the steps you need to take? I mean, you're going to do the legwork, right? But and if you're wealthy, you can just hire someone and they do the legwork and they figure it out. But if you're not, you should be able to get that information. And I see it all the time when I'm down at planning and building in our county, especially. Um, people are really frustrated because they get these oversimplified brochures, but that, you know, cover the most obvious stuff. Mm-hmm. But a lot of the more the smaller details, that's what everybody gets stuck in. And there's always someone there. <laughs> you're going to planning anytime. And if you're in, there's three people in line, one of those people is going to have something they're really frustrated with. And they're basically turned around without an answer. So anyway, that's part of government transparency and it's not an easy fix, but it's going to really start with a robust IT department. And, um, uh, and so that people can do their research at home and have those links and stuff like that in our county are often dead ends. Um, so that's that's part of it. The other one is uh, infrastructure, and everybody talks about lousy roads. And you know, in Hawaii County, the hot topics are our uh, wastewater division and solid waste. We're trucking rubbish from the east side over to the west side, um, you know, extremely unclimate friendly, uh, wasteful dollars, um, so many things. So, and then roads, there seems to me no rhyme or reason, small residential roads that are in good condition get repaved. And then our arterials where you're like rearview mirrors falling off the, the front windshield from bouncing around and your fillings are falling out from the road (laughs) and (laughs) that kind of stuff right now how it stands is basically whoever cries the loudest gets attention and we've even it's in the media right now about how dollars have gone unspent uh designed on roads and bridges and such and um i use the example or the analogy that the trucking company doesn't wait till their tires blow out on the side of the highway to fix them. But that's essentially what Hawaii County does. The trucking company, they look at their tires each day, each morning, and they go, hey, the front, you know, driver's side tire is going to need to be changed. It's within 330 seconds tread depth or whatever the engineering spec is. And they get it changed, correct? Just as if you would do that with your own car, right? 5,000 miles, time to change the oil. You don't wait till the motor blows. Absolutely. And yeah, it's very straightforward. Those are basic like engineering controls. And the same can be applied to homes. Preventive maintenance. I, you know, yeah, you said it. Preventative maintenance. So well, Hawaii County has 
a kind of a interesting setup. It has seven employees in the Department of Public Works who are tasked with fixing all the electrical, plumbing, painting, and carpentry in the entire county. That's from the bathrooms in Kilcaw at the park, Beach Park, to our, the mayor's office, to the fire stations, to the police stations. I mean, all those facilities are maintained by seven people. It's like, there's just no way anybody can do it. No way. You know, it's chronically stuff is broken. So that's the kind of thing we need to spool that up and create, I think, from the bottom up, a better system to address our infrastructure and base it on engineering specs. You know, roads have very specific engineering specs and based on their use should be um, put in a queue so that they hit this engineering spec and it has this number of daily vehicles, you know, it moves up the queue, right? So that our most heavily used arterial roads you know, maybe have a priority over smaller residential roads, but they all get addressed based on that system. Does that kind of make sense? Right on, right on. I think we get what you're spilling there, bro. So we don't have much time left in this segment here, so I'd like to ask you, can we talk story again about like a month out, see how your campaign's going, and take a little more time to maybe discuss one issue in particular and uh, allow me the time to find some questions from your community that you might be able to answer for your constituency? Absolutely. That would be fantastic. Right on. So before you go, can we let everybody know how to follow your campaign, how to get in, to uh, in touch with you, and how they can support you online or in person? Sure. I appreciate that, Kavika. So it's votekush.com is the name of our campaign, and it's our website. So I'm pretty sure if you get to V-O-T-E-K-U, it'll auto-populate. It's been, uh, we've got a lot of interest. You know, we look at the metrics and um, everything's on there. Phone number, email, you know, contributions are, of course, appreciated. Please check out, there's a Meet Matias. has uh, my background, you know, my personal history, um, has uh, we have an issue page to kind of develop that and and you can look at where I stand on issues and uh, how I plan to tackle them um, it's all on there I also have an Instagram and Facebook presence votekush.com right on right on well mahalo pia for your time today sir Matthias Kush everyone thank you sir Hey, thank you, Kavika. I really appreciate it. You take care. You too. Aloha. Okay. See you. <gasps> Rabbit Holes is a Manava Cow production. This episode was produced by Kavika Hoke and Sarah Rodriguez. Make sure to subscribe and follow on your favorite podcast platforms to add our weekly episodes to your queue.